magic to it. When I'm at Ramah, I am home. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to this uh, very special episode of the Colbert Ramah podcast. Uh, I'm Seven Schuster, uh, a longtime uh, Ramanic. I was on staff at Ramah and the Rockies uh, for two years, went there for five, and I am joined by the assistant director of uh, said camp, uh, Julia Chadnover. How, how are you? And uh, are you excited? Uh, your first podcast, you said, right? Yeah. Hi, Zevin. It's so good to be here. I'm, I'm, it's my first ever podcast. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm excited to, to be interviewed on one. Um, and it's so, it's been so fun to listen to all the other uh, interviews with Rama directors and Rama folks and the five minutes of Torah. And so excited to, to be on. You, you, you have any like preconceived notions of what, uh, what it's like? No, I, I think uh, if I can only be as cool as like, all the other podcasts, I don't know, I love 99% <laughs> Invisible, it's like my favorite podcast, so if I can only be as cool as Roman Mars, then. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let, let's just start off kind of broad, so how, how did your Ramada journey begin, and like, what's your, your first, like, memory of just being a summer camp, like, what's the first thing that you just pops into your head? Uh, so, so I started at Ramah actually as a Tzavet member. I didn't go to Ramah as a Chalutz or Chalutza, as we call it at Ramah in the Rock, Rockies, a Chanich or Chanicha uh, at other camps. Uh, I grew up in, in, in going to different other Jewish camps, uh, two different Jewish camps. And I actually came to Ramah um, right after spending the year on Nativ in Israel. I had so many friends on Nativ who had gone to Ramah camps. I was like, I'm going to go work at Ramah camp. Um, and I, I worked that first summer as a Bogrim Sevet member and on Sevet Ofanaim on our biking staff um, at Ramah in the Rockies. Uh, and I remember uh, a couple of things specifically from that summer, but um, especially, you know, at Ramah in the Rockies, we have just such an amazing property and such an amazing space. And our, and our ranch is so special. And I remember one night, um, it must have been during, during a Shavuah Chana, I think we went up and we hiked up Givadi Leno, the big sort of ridge at camp, and we sat up there and, and went stargazing. And it was so special for me to finally find a camp. Um, you know, I had loved going to Jewish camp, to these other camps. There were parts of them I really loved, but um, to find a camp that really combined my love of the outdoors with the sort of Judaism that I was practicing in my life, with the Jewish learning that was happening, like it was that special moment to say like, wow, I'm surrounded by all these people who are also excited to do a hike in the middle of the night, who are also excited to be stargazing, and who are just as excited to go to that limud on Shabbat. And to never or, shower. <laughs> and to never shower, exactly. <laughs> that smelliness. Um, and, you know, I, so after that summer, I actually took a year off from camp, and I just missed it so much. I was back the following summer, um, and really have been back at Ramah all summer since. Um, so it's a... Uh, yeah, it's been such a pleasure to go through sort of that process of going from an old Sabbath member to um, being on our Hanhala to being a full-time staff member. Um, and I'm sad I missed out on that Chanich or Chanicha or Chalutz, Chalutza experience, but um, yeah, really, really grateful for this place and, and Ramah in the Rockies is such a unique place. It definitely is. And then are, are you surprised like where you ended up? You sort of, seems like you just kind of started off with kind of you know, going for fun and then you ended up just like not being able to like let go of it yeah I don't think I ever imagined myself as a camp director I don't think as a kid or even as an early <laughs> Tevet member that I, I sort of thought that that was a career 
I guess by the time I was on Tevet, I, I understood that, you know, Rabbi Eliab worked full-time for camp, but um, I had a really powerful summer experience. Um, I, I actually started at Rahman Naraki's full-time right after college. This has been my one and only full-time job. Wow. And so I, I'm one of our younger um, uh, assistant directors. That was pretty normal at Rahman Naraki's. Um, and uh, I, I, the summer before I graduated college, I was working in a lab doing uh, earthquake research. I thought I was going to go into um, seismology. I have a degree in earth sciences. Wow. And I had two weeks. Uh, and I, I called up Rabbi Eliab and I said, hey, can I come out to camp for two weeks? And he said, you know what? Perfect. Mushon, who was our um, Rosh Chinuch at the time, has to leave for two weeks. Why don't you come and, and uh, fill in for him? And you know, I, I had enjoyed my work in the lab. It was really, it was interesting. I was working on my thesis, but those two weeks at camp where I was engaged with people and talking about interesting things and thinking about Judaism and Jewish education were super powerful for me that I actually sort of cha totally changed plans and um, ultimately ended up applying for the open job. Uh, some of it feels like a perfect amalgamation of like luck and timing that there was an open ball right, on yeah, the Rockies. Totally. And, but, um, yeah, I think uh, I had always, I, I had thought I was going to be a research scientist and that really experience of being able, just the power of what we do at camp, um, connecting with each other, the inspiration, I think for me, so much of what I love about Roman the Rockies is our Massa program. Um, it, it sort of flipped a switch in me. Those two weeks at camp really, really changed my life. I can relate to that. That's actually a perfect segue. I know. I am curious because a lot of a lot of people when I like tell them about Burma and the Rockies and what it's like, it's you know it's it's like a very unique place. It's you know they're kind of like what like you you were hiking for five days, you carried all your stuff like what like we you know they're just it's not it's not common. So I would love just your thoughts. You know, what do you sort of if if you had to like describe camp to someone and I don't know like like when you're on like the phone like with with a parent or when you're like in person or I guess on Zoom now like with kids like <laughs> yeah right. Like how do you how do you describe camp to someone who's like never actually been there? Because it's sort of like we we can sort of have the bond of like we've been there, we know what it feels like, and it's just so special. But for someone who hasn't necessarily uh, experienced it, yet, how do you how do you describe uh, with what camp is really is it like how it feels? Yeah, it's I, it's a question I think about all the time. Yeah. How do we share? Because we know this magic. I mean, we're both smiling yeah. so wide looking at each other over Zoom. We say one of the part of the language that we use, or some of the language that we use to talk about Rama and the Rockies in particular, is that we're a laboratory for joyful Jewish living, and um, I think that's such a unique and special formulation because it really breaks down all the things that we do. Right, laboratory. There's this piece of experimentation and trying things but failing. Right, so much of what we do at camp especially in the Masa program, is pushing kids to try something that maybe they wouldn't have felt comfortable trying in another setting or pushing them to sort of that limit of what they thought was possible. Um, joyful, I mean, camp is joyful. Camp is happy and, and Jewish living, right, that we actually live our, our every day as Jews, that even when we're out on Masa, uh, even when we are um, farming or biking or rock climbing, there's some way all of that is a, is a Jewish act, and we're Jewish not just when we're in tefillah or doing limud, but really through all of that. Um, but that doesn't really, right, it's so hard then to transmit really that magic. So totally. I like to, I mean, I think 
our enthusiasm about camp is infectious and I think we can so many people have other experiences whether it's other camp experiences or um, a program that they did in college or for kids uh, you know sports or something that they feel really deeply connected to I think um, all of us have that sort of place that really sparks our joy and sparks our enthusiasm so trying to encourage people to picture that in part by saying like picture our ranch and think about this amazing, you know, 360 acres in the Rockies where we're like sort of this Jewish utopia. Um, I think that's sort of one of the most special ways I can think to share the magic of, of camp. Nice. No, Das, I guess the, the, the flip side of that question, I, and, and I know probably being like the assistant director, maybe you aren't as like on the front lines as much as when you were like a, 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 a counselor like me. And so I, I'm curious, like, like even back then and now, like what, like what do you have? Like what do you hear from a kid that makes you be like, man, like we really did a good job, or man, like that's that's really cool. Like I mean, I'm sure you've heard feedback like hundreds of times. Is there like one or two things that you just stick in your head, like man, like that's really like like Eliav, so like whoever else, like we did a good job, like that that's really cool, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's such a good question. I think there's a couple of there a moment in camp in camp time that I think of, and then some feedback that we get in the fall. And um, in camp time, or when we're at camp, that moment coming back from Masa, those Fridays when the 12 pass vans are rolling in uh, and the kids are biking down Gibadiola Note, screaming, covered in mud. Um, the, I, I think the thing that makes me most excited about those moments and that Friday energy is seeing kids who would have never developed friendships in base camp or in school or two kids who like really on the surface don't really have anything in common but we put them on a massage together we put a group of kids on massage together and they have these inside jokes that they're coming back with and they they know something unique about each individual that we're able to have kids really looked beyond like what their expected social group is or who they had already developed a friendship with in base camp um, that feels like one moment of like, wow, we're really doing a good job. Kids are getting to know each other and develop friendships and develop these really deep friendships of caring. I mean, I think all the time about the language that we use for Jolie, for our oldest data of Jamily, the Jolie family, right? And that you guys who've gone through Jolie, yourself included, still have really have- the group chat open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You still have the group chat. You still have that connection. That's really special. And then the thing about the fall or the feedback that we hear in the fall or in the winter that makes me feel like we did a really good job is um, usually it's around biking and maybe it's because I love biking and actually was on 7059 back in the day. Um, we'll often hear from a parent, you know, I had a kid who came to, you, they came to camp, they were a little nervous about the mountain biking and now they're begging me for us to go biking and they want to take the whole family out biking or they want to take the whole family out camping or hiking or whatever the activity is that they learned about at camp that um, that we're able to inspire these things that can be lifelong passions. Um, that feels really, really special and that I think it doesn't necessarily get reflected in the feedback we get from parents, but to me, I think that they're going to associate those things for the rest of their lives with Judaism and with the vibrancy of the Jewish community that we create at camp. Because if they say, oh yeah, I learned to bike at Jewish camp, there's also this piece of like, oh yeah, that experience at Jewish camp. Um, so that's a really, that's really special and really, I'm, I'm so happy when I hear that feedback from parents. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I know for me, I mean, I am sure there's a lot, like a lot of kids like me where it's just like, 
you know, there's a certain thing just from that you get at camp that you can't get from just sitting in, you know, Hebrew school class, um, just a different setting. Like, why, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think, you know, I, I guess you could say that maybe like in the Rockies is, like, is a bit of a niche to people, but like, why do you think it's so, like, transforming? I know, I, mean, I hear stories from people all the time, oh, the summer camp, it was so much fun. But I don't know, when, I, when people talk about, like, our camp, there's just a different, just a, a different kind of nostalgia, like a different kind of just, like, love that's there. I can't even <laughs> articulate it right, but you know exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know exactly yeah. what I'm why why do you think we're like ROA is so uh why do you think it does such a special job of that? Like what 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 is it about it, do you think? Yeah, it's I, I mean, right, that's a secret that's a secret that's sauce. A we could we could duplicate what we do and and like bring it to Hebrew school. No, I think yeah. um Bring it exactly. The the thing that comes to mind honestly is that it's so crazy what we're doing. Right? Yeah. Like it is camp overnight camp as a activity is crazy right we say at the beginning of to all of our counselors we say at the beginning of orientation to all our counselors um so the three things uh, no not the three things that's a good thing too but that that parents are literally entrusting us with their most valuable the thing that is most close to their heart the thing that's most valuable and put on top of that that we're two hours from uh, an hour from civilization put on top of that that like we're gonna be here for two weeks put on top of that that like we're gonna send you out into the wilderness with just nine eight other kids nine other kids and two counselors like all like, of that <laughs> yeah yeah like just the the sort of i guess um i'm trying to think of the right word but the fact that we can make it all happen i think makes Rama and the rockies really special and um, that we can make it all happen and put Judaism at the front and center. That um, through all those experiences, like I said before, everything we're doing has Judaism built in, whether it's just because we are Jewish, whether it's because, you know, and, and we're doing things with other Jews, whether it's because we're taking a moment to say a bracha when we see something that's incredibly be- beautiful when we're out on Masa, whether it's the fact that we take time for tefillah and for brachot when we're out on masa, right? When we could be so worried about getting over that next next ridge or setting up the next climbing route that we sort of put Judaism front and center. Um, I think that, that that's a piece of the, the magic. And just that like everyone's excited about it, right? That, you know, I, I, am, I picture on in Shira, when we start doing hallelujah and everyone is jumping up and down and on the benches and you know that um, that Shira song tefillah has become really powerful for us as a community, um, especially after the fire in 2017, that it really became, uh, I think, a song that at least I connect to that experience. But just the like overarching and like all encompassing enthusiasm, um, I think leaves a lasting impression on kids that Judaism is joyful and Judaism is um, something that's a part of our everyday lives. Yeah, and no, I, I would encourage you, you know, whenever, whenever the next time there's like a, a, a Zoom recoup, I would plug that really quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are fun. Uh, I see, yeah, we were just talking about like counselors and, you know, the role that they play and how much you guys and parents entrust them. So for, for the people who may listen to this, like, what do you look for when you're hiring? Uh, obviously, there's a ton of different roles. Um, but, but what do you... What first of all are you looking for, and then maybe how do you sort of narrow it down from there? Um, yeah, we say that for the camp FTK for the kids, <laughs> uh, but also 
in in so many ways, camp the the, the secret of Jewish camp is that it's also for the Tzavet, and that we some of the most um, powerful, I've never heard of TT man. Yeah, that was never said. <laughs> I mean, uh, we tried to do a lot for FTT, but um, no, but that that the experience of um being in such an in all encompassing Jewish community that actually sometimes that has greater impact on Tzavet in terms of lifelong Jewish engagement than it will necessarily on our campers. Um, or that getting, we want you to get to the point where you're ready to be on Tzavet so that you can have those moments. Um, and I, I, I think that is connected to the question of what do we look for? That we look for Tzavet members who are gonna be all in, who are gonna um, involve themselves in the community, who are going to be enthusiastic about what we're doing, who are gonna see camp as not just a job, but as a learning experience for them. Um, and who are ready to grow. Uh, and so we ask, one of the questions that we ask in our interviews is about, tell me about uh, your Jewish journey um, or your personal connection to Judaism. And you know, we wanna also be inclusive of our staff who don't identify as Jude Jewish, um, but you know, that, that a connection to Judaism and a, and a personal journey, not just, you know, I'm Jewish because my family is Jewish, that's great, but how have you connected with that? That's one thing we, we sort of look for, someone who can articulate an answer to that. And the second thing um, we really look for is someone who is comfortable with failure. Um, we know for our campers that camp teaches you how to fail and, and the perseverance and the grit that you gain by having something challenging and maybe needing to work to accomplish it, or how do you deal emotionally and personally with um, a moment where maybe you couldn't climb all the way to the top of that route or something like that. So the same thing is true for Tzavet because working at camp is the hardest job you'll ever have, right? It's 24 seven. Me to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> the campers, you know, the, not every pu'ula that you plan is gonna go off exactly as you imagined it. You're gonna have a kid who you don't connect with in the same way that you might another kid. And so um, being able to have resilience um, is is such an important thing. So a question I ask is, tell me about a moment you failed and and how did you deal with it? And we really look for someone who um, has learned something from past experiences of failure, who recognizes um, not just like what the external factors were that contributed to that, but how they were, you know, could have done better, how they, what they learned from it. So yeah, a, a willingness to fail and a recognition that failure is just part of the learning process or mistakes are just part of the learning process. Nice. Honestly, I, I wish more uh, hiring places would do that. Uh, <laughs> really, uh, smart. So uh, speaking of what you look for, um, I know, you know, when I first went to camp in 2011, it was like 50 kids. I was in Seoul and we were literally the oldest they got. It was just like, it was like a skeleton. There was just hardly anybody there. Uh, do you guys look for anything you know, in kids? Has that changed maybe since camp first started? Uh, I know you weren't in your position back then, but you got, I'm sure you have a sense of, like what it was like. Um, have, do you guys have anything that you look for like in kids? Maybe does it change kind of depending on yeah. what your little kid that you're talking to? Well, I think in terms of how campus changed and who our, our population is, is definitely true. We've, we, over the past couple of years, have really put more energy and emphasis into our younger camper programs, our Ela Note and our Metailim, making sure that their experience, that they had the same um, or that they were part of our Masa aspirational arc and that their Masaot weren't just, you know, something we did, but that they really had um, curriculum and content and 
um, putting a focus on what their program looked like. Um, because originally, Wizard of Roman the Rockies was kind of conceived as a camp for older kids. Um, and the truth is that it's not. And so many of our activities and so much of what we do, and um, as a, to be a successful camp, you sort of need to get kids in the door early. Um, and we know that we have you know, we say one summer in the Rockies is great, but five summers is even better and 10 summers is even better and that, that the effects are cumulative. And um, so definitely we've so started to focus more on our younger campers um, or pay more attention for our younger campers. And mm -hmm. um, I would say as we've grown, uh, you know, people talk about the early days as being so hardcore that we would, you know, wake up at 630 and have Shmirata goof, which wasn't like fun and games, it was running a mile or lifting weights or something like that. And um, yeah, we're still pretty hardcore, right? You, you gotta That's go on massage if you come to camp. But, um, but that, I think we've become in many ways more inclusive uh, to kids who maybe weren't up for those physical challenges in the early years. Um, we've moved our, our wake up time back a little, so those who like to sleep at no. But I think we have done, um, you know, we've changed in terms of being more inclusive. I think we try um, to be really gender inclusive, um, to be sensitive to, um, you know, kids of different Jewish experiences, of different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, yeah, so I, I think we've got become more, more open and more diverse and more welcoming um, on so many levels. Um, but I think the core of what we do has stayed the same, that we're really focused on, or, or our population is kids who are super excited to go on an adventure and super excited to, you know, be the, be that group that summited that peak or um, I think back a, a few summers ago we had a group that biked up Mount Evans um, which for those who are from outside of Colorado is a, a 14,000 foot peak um, and uh, that group was just like so psyched that they had done that and they were the only only group of bikers that had ever done that for Roman the Rockies so wow. um, I think we still a lot of kids who are still excited about pushing harder and pushing harder and um, but also a lot of kids are just excited to be out in nature. Um, and that is great too. That, that's, that's, that's really cool. I know, I know if I was that age, I would be, I would never shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. So we were talking about, uh, Masa, like it's probably the coolest thing. I think it's gotta be one of the coolest things that any camp has ever done. We, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't chat if we weren't going to bring, uh, bring that up. So I, I have so many questions. Uh, First of all, like, I mean, again, I know this is maybe before you started at your current job, but like, what is the thought that you guys put into Masa like, um, like every year? Like, I know like the OG uh, Masa director, Barosh Masa, Joel was just like so freaking awesome. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, he's always just like, you know, he always used to mess with me when I was like twelve years old. Um, so, what's the thought of Masa? Like, obviously, there's like, spiritual and emotional growth, but terms of like what you guys you know you know put into it in terms of like logistically like what you want kids to do like how and we'll, we'll get into like the spiritual stuff too but like what what is the thought that goes into a massage we actually did sort of a reboot of this last year so it's really or two years ago at this point so it's really top of mind um which is that we sort of charted this like path of what you go through um and both in the um Physical prep. So the first step is sort of physical preparation um, or preparation 
generally, but physical preparation, sort of the emotional preparation, what is this part of physical preparation, right? Knowing your root is also emotional preparation, right? Like I'm going to go through this experience and how am I feeling about that? Am I nervous about this day that I think we're going to have or something like that? Um, we have the group development piece um, and we have the skills development piece. I, I wish I had the graphic that we had created up in front of me, um, which we actually, uh, one of our Sevet members, Carly Hanna, created this beautiful graphic that we were planning to print on a big vinyl banner uh, to hang in the Masa area this summer. We're still going to print it on a big vinyl banner, but we'll have to wait till 2021 to see it. Um, but that um, Masa is so powerful for so many reasons, for the personal development, for the group development, for the skill development, from, for the like Jewish development, all of those pieces. Um, and so we think about all of those, uh, and different Masa'ot are going to have different sort of levels of, you know, this Masa is particularly physically challenging, and so we anticipate more of the, the perseverance piece coming out, but also the spiritual piece, and also the group piece, right? They're all connected. Um, and so we sort of think about that, and, and I would say we think about the difference in curricular experience between a backpacking Masa, where you're able to do a lot more while you're on the trail in terms of conversations and educational things. You might have more downtime by the fire, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to look different than our biking masa, um, where you know most of your conversation time is going to be at night or around the fire or when you pause on your lunch break. And so um, we think about that sort of difference as well. Um, yeah, it's it's also so much about the staff and what the staff bring and um, we want to leave space you know we want to have some goals and we do have particular goals for them as out but um we also know that our staff bring amazing stories and amazing ideas and curriculum and um things that they want to bring to their kids so we we try to leave a lot of space for Tsevet to implement programs while they're on masa and then to set goals for their group individually um within the masa cool that's awesome no uh yeah, that's, I've probably undergone like the most, I was talking about like, like failing and hardships and that stuff. That's probably, you know, I, that's honestly where I like first experienced, you know, anything like even, you know, remotely challenging like, as a kid. I mean, I, must you count like, you know, like a fourth grade, like science test or something. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely, so I, I, I will always appreciate you guys for letting me have that experience. Uh, my, maybe my other equally favorite, I don't know, like maybe tied for first uh, favorite thing at camp would be uh jolie um it's, i know everyone who goes through jolie or I, most people who go through jolie just absolutely love it i will say i, I do have a gripe to with that i don't get the, the merchandise since it wasn't around when i was in jolie but i can i can i can get past that that's seven when you're seven jolie you can you can have the jolie um, just gotta keep coming back. There's yeah, the, the exactly. spy keeps coming and you keep coming back. <laughs> I just say I just uh, I just moved apartments and the amount of clothing that I have that is branded with Rama and the Rockies is oh man crazy. So when you've done almost we're getting close to ten years for me at Rama and the Rockies, like the, the pile piles up. Yeah, you, you you have enough to like give away. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's actually already a pile at camp ready to be given away. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll give you my, my college dorm address. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I do want to ask, I know Jolie's gone like a, a bit of a change the last few years. So 
first off, you know, like, wh- like what do you want kids to, to get out of that? Uh, like, what's been the idea uh, through the changes? And then also, I am curious, I, I've gotten some questions. Like, I, I've talked to a, like a few people, and I am curious, like, what you guys are going to do in terms of the people who are going to be in Jolie this year. But we'll, we'll, we can save that to the end of uh, your yeah. Um, so it's such a good question. Jolie is so amazing. There's so many things that are incredible about Jolie. Um, I think the biggest change that we've made over the past couple of years is that we've really wanted Jolie to not just be the Jewish Outdoor Leadership Institute, which is what Jolie stands for, um, which really originally there was this idea that we would bring kids from outside of Ramah and the Rockies, that it would be sort of a standalone experience that people could do. Um, which is still the case. We still every year have a few kids who are new to Rama and the Rockies or who've been away from us for a few years who come back to do Jolie. But also wanting to integrate it into the aspirational arc of camp, that it's something that our younger kids really look up to, that they're so excited about those milestones that happen when they're in Jolie. Um, and uh, wanting it to also be a stepping stone to being on Sevet. So in the past couple of years, we've made stronger. Um, our CIT program so that um, all of our Jolie have an opportunity to do some time with younger adult, whether that's on a Masat or in base camp or working with our Ta'am Rama, our Taste of Rama, little second through fourth grade one-week campers. Um, so that's one change that's definitely happened. I think uh, so many of our Jolie, Rache Jolie, our Jolie directors, have had a huge impact on the program, whether um, early on it was Nate, um, and then Sky and Eli and um, Philip and so many people who've been Rosh Jolie, but um, I think right. Don't forget about my my guy Rami. Come on, oh Rami! Rami. Oh my yeah, goodness, Rami! Last summer, um, <laughs> Rami has to come back. That's when I'll uh, remember that. No, he was supposed to come back, but um, uh, I think in particular, Sky really brought um, a focus on emotional growth and um, understanding who I am. With Sky, him. wait, he him. <laughs> wow. What? Uh, guy seems that he would never do that. <laughs> Seven's being facetious. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, uh, and and you know, sort of bringing that piece of like really the group development and the personal development, um, and we see that as really key. Uh, we also recently br- sort of brought back it had always been there, but um, put more emphasis on the Wufa program um, and really giving our an opportunity. WUFA stands for Wilderness First Aid, um, and having them, giving them the opportunity to really develop skills that will enable them to be trip leaders. It's also a good course to do if you're not going to be a trip leader, but um, that, that focus on the wilderness skills, especially as we sort of upped our focus on wilderness skills throughout the younger adult, wanting that to be mirrored in Jolie as well. So uh, yeah, there have been a lot of changes to the Jolie program, but I think ultimately it's, it's serving two goals. One is um, to have a culminating camp experience, right? Things like leading Shira on Shabbat and Young Sport, and um, now we've re-added Adventure Masa and getting to plan that um, are are those like highlights that you're going to look up to forever and ever and ever. Joli Masa, uh, and also really the the prep piece to be on Sevet to start to learn those pieces to uh, connect to yourself and grow emotionally in a way that um, really prepares you for the rest of your life. Um, we we, I think all of those elements are, are so important and um, none more so, none more than the other. I think they have like equal, equal value and equal weight, but yeah, Julie is pretty incredible. 
And you asked about our, our 2020 Jolie, which I want to give them a shout out. We had, I can't remember exactly how many, but we had a, a bunch of, I think about 15 Jolie do a modified version of our Wolfa course this summer virtually, which was really cool with Cliff Stockton, who's been our longtime Wolfa instructor. And that was really special. And then we had another bunch of Jolie help um, plan and lead young sport virtually uh, in, in early August. So they had an opportunity to do some things, but um, you know, we're encouraging our Jolie, I was sending them an email today, we're encouraging them to go on Ramah seminar. We think Ramah Israel seminar is such a powerful experience, really a part of our aspirational arc leading up to Tzavit. Um, but also we've always accepted rising 12th graders into Jolie. So we are open to that as well. And um, we'll see, we know that Jolie is such a powerful experience and we want our Chalutim to also have the seminar experience. Um, so. Yeah, it's really hard. I, I just, I, I know okay. for so many kids, but I know for kids across the whole Ramah movement, whether you miss Gesher or Nivoni, yeah. um, whatever it's called at your camp. Um, yeah, I, I think that the, I've seen from so many camps that that oldest day does so connected to each other and so connected to camp. And no, for all of you who are listening who are in that boat, your your camp journey doesn't end when you hit that age. That really so much happens when you come back on Sevet, and um, I, I hope you will. You mentioned Yom Sport. Is a, is a silent meal like your favorite time of the summer? <laughs> favorite half an hour? <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice. There is, <laughs> there is a, a secret. Um, I'll let you in on a little Roman the Rocky secret, Ooh. which is that we do have a day every I guess it's every two weeks where we don't have any kids in camp because of, or we just have Tom Rama, just because of everyone being on, out on Masat. And that always is the best meal <laughs> of the summer. So <laughs> that might be a great day, but no, I, I mean, camp feels really empty when everyone's gone. Um, and there's not the same energy on a, on, on silent lunch, but it's still, it's, it's nice to have some quiet. Nice. Okay. Um, well, speaking of quiet, actually, it's, trying to get every, every possible aspect of camp to give people an idea. So we obviously, you know, every, anyone who goes to Ramadan Rockies, you know, loves and has a special place for uh, Shabbat and how much fun that is. So I guess if you want to, for someone who's never been to camp, is like, what is Shabbat like? Just like physically, like you saying you eat all the lot, but then also like, what is it? Uh, what is it like uh, emotionally? You know, I, and again, I know it might be like cliche. Oh, it's a day of rest. But like, wait, what, why, why is why is uh, Rocky's Shabbat so special? Um, and uh, what do you, what, maybe what's your favorite part about it? Yeah, it's such a, Shabbat, you know, I think every Jewish camp does Shabbat well, and there's elements of what makes X camps Shabbat different from Y camps Shabbat, but whatever camp you went to and whatever camp you feel most connected to, you're always going to say, you know, this thing at my camp is, is the best part of Shabbat. Um, I think I can speak from personal experience that I really love on Shabbat that we're one community. That yeah, there are times during the day where you have Pulat Shabbat with your Ida or Sikum Shabua with your Ohel, um, but that for the most part, we're all together. We're eating all together, which we do all the time. We're, we're davening all together. We have limud options. We have a lot of Zman Chavshi, a lot of free time. Um, and, and I love that we're a camp where kids from different Edot play together whether it's in the Gaga pits or in Ohel Kobe or building forts down by the creek, um, that there's just this like spirit of being one community that's really, really special on Shabbat. Um, and, and I think that's true for Sevet too, that like 
we have an opportunity, whether it's through Oneg um, or Limudim or just hanging out in the around in the modern Sabbat, whatever, on Shabbat, that um, there's really just an opportunity to connect with people in a way that we don't have uh, throughout the rest of the week um, that makes Shabbat really special. So that's like my yeah. favorite part. I mean, yeah, I everything's great about Shabbat, but in particular, <laughs> that that energy is is really, really special. Nice. Um, now, I did a few more questions before we start to wrap up. I did want to, you know, expand on that a little, you know, I think what like we said, like what makes Ramah sort of special is, you know, is the way it makes you, it's like the way, you know, things feel as opposed to maybe the way they look, although it does look uh, quite nice. So I guess, um, <laughs> what, what, what do you hang your hat on most about, A, about camp, and then B, about your job at camp? Mm-hmm. Not, not to make it too much about you, but you know. <laughs> um, what do I hang my hat on most? <laughs> I think the, the what are you most proud of? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think two moments of what I'm most proud of and they're actually connected. I think okay. seeing Khalutzim who grew up with us, like you, um, and especially yeah. over the past couple of years we've had a bunch more and more since we're still a relatively new camp, but more and more um Tibet members who were Khalutzim. Um seeing you guys come to camp and have so much energy and enthusiasm and the sort of language to share the ways that camp has impacted you and the commitment that you have to bring a similar camp experience to our Chalutzim, um, that is just so special. Um, And I think now that I've been at Roman the Rockies for so many years, I've had the opportunity to see a ton of classes of Jolie go from Jolie to Tzedet. um, I love to ask the question when I'm doing first seven interviews, like, tell me what you've been up to since you were last at camp, right? Like that reconnection point. Um, and so often it's like things that were inspired by camp or I got involved in this Jewish thing, or I went on an, uh, a Knowles trip, or um, I've become an orientation, outdoor orientation leader at my college. Um, that, that's really special. Um, and personally, for me, I mean, I think the thing that I love most about my job, and as an extension, I think I'm most proud of, is just um, the opportunity to work with Sevet. You know, for the past couple of years, I've worked, I've supervised our Russia Ada, um, and seeing them grow throughout the summer, navigate challenges as a supervisor, um, make decisions for their Ada, console a kid, work through a camper care issue, like that's super, super special. And the same thing for, for Tzavit of like coming up with an ingenious way to deal with a problem in your OHEL or um, wanting to make this special experience for your kids. Um, like I think, I think about the Rockchen and some of the prizes that they come up yeah. with for the Rockchen. Um, I was Rockchen, an avid buyer for that. Yeah. The Rockchen is our rock auction for our youngest college team and um, for our youngest campers. No, I think that that experience of really seeing Sabbath grow and thrive. I guess you're hearing a theme here, which is that camp is totally for the campers. And also like so much of the work we do to make camp for the campers is to make sure that camp is also for the counselors. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, that's, that's super amazing. Um, I guess to, to talk about another aspect, just like the, the Hugim, um, I know it's, I hear a lot of from people like they wish they, you know, Hugim just happen more often. We obviously just like, just don't have uh, the days. Um, I guess what's, what's your favorite Hugim? Um, and then what, 
don't know. How did you go about sort of picking them? Because I know, you know, I'm sure most camps don't have, you know, like a farming, you know, stuff like that. Um, and do you think maybe Cam like might try and expand just like to see, you know, <laughs> their game options? Um, just, what, 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 what do you enjoy most about a game? Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I can name a favorite. As a former yeah. Roche Ofa 9, as a former head of our biking program, I think I can say Ofa 9 is my favorite, but otherwise I'm not okay. picking favorites. All of our Hoogie are amazing. Um, I feel like it would be picking a favorite child to, oh, to pick a favorite Hoog. Um, You're going to have to do that eventually, probably. Um, but I, I think that um, we want our Hoogie to always be connected to our brand, quote unquote, right? Like we want them to be challenging and outdoorsy and um you know some of them are sort of like out like what you wouldn't imagine from an outdoor adventure camp right zumba is not necessarily the thing you would know but it's amazing right and it adds so much to our community um absolutely so i don't know what the next hug that we will add would be i think so much of the every year we have not every year but like we often have a new hug or or something that we're offering that is maybe a variation of something we offer. So for many years we had duathlon, which is running and biking. And it was really because we had Sevet who wanted to do that. You know, our farm program grew and grew and grew because we had Sevet who wanted to do that. Um, one year we had a beekeeping hoog because we had one Sevet member who wanted to do that. Um, and it sort of fit in with what we were already doing. So, um, you know, I don't imagine, we always say in our Purim email, like ridiculous things that we're adding to our programs. I don't imagine that we're going to be offering like base jumping or I don't know, kite sailing. That's, you have to have water to do that. But, um, but I don't think we'll be offering those. But I was going to say, do you have any updates on, uh, on water in the future? Um, unfortunately, no. Oh, no? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really a part of those. Uh, you'll have to ask Matt that question. Okay. No, yeah. I don't. Water on our property is is a pretty long ways off, though I yeah. will say Part two um, of the buckets, no. our new <laughs> our new Khadr <laughs> Ochel they they started they took down the old the temporary dining tent and and started construction on our new Khadr Ochel. So um, I can report that that is moving ahead, which is very exciting. But will that be ready by now, next by uh, yeah, it will be ready by twenty twenty one. Wow, which is awesome! And we have a new administrative building slash Moedon. So that camp is going to look way different. Um, new uh-huh. new flush toilets by our Chadar Ochel. I know that's exciting only for Rockies folks. But no, I, I think um, I, when I think about the programs that we could add, it's so inspired by our Tzavet. So, um, you know, I could imagine us adding like a um, natural body care, like, you know, making lip balms and lotions and mm-hmm. using the herbs and stuff that we can find around camp. I can imagine adding something like that. I could imagine adding, you know, more like physical fitnessy things, but um, I think it'll be Sevet driven and we'll have a staff member who says, hey, I have this amazing skill. Can I offer it? And we'll say, hopefully we'll be in a position to say yes. I say, if you want to, you know, expand the, the sushi making. <laughs> level, <you know. laughs> Kevin Schuster, Ramon the Rockies resident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, well, what's your favorite Rikud song? Oh, I love Tudu Boom. It's oh, yeah? so fun. You guys came up with a great dance. Yeah, I guess that so I give a shout out to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give a shout out to Annabelle Shuli and uh, Inba, especially Inba. She was, she was the the main driver of that one. Yeah, Inba every summer calls me and says, "Hey, can I come back?" And I say, oh, "Is the <laughs> army gonna release you?" And she says, "Well, yes." Yeah. So, okay, Inba, we're waiting for you to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. All right. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, what, uh, 
I guess like at the, at the end of a summer, like what, what makes you feel like you have a job well done? And then uh, if, you, if you could sum up camp in 30 seconds or less to sort of wrap it up. Ooh. Um, well, answer the first question first. What makes yeah. me feel like a job well done? Um, sort of seem like, like finishing question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think kids going home, ha I think kids going home happy, hearing from parents immediately, like my kid just wants to come back to camp. Um, <laughs> kids articulating to us as they leave, like what makes camp special, hearing them talk about the the, the 10 month masa or the 11 month masa, things like that make me feel like, yeah, we've, we've created a place that, that is a, a true community and, and a place that people wanna come back to. Um, if I could sum up a camp in 30 seconds, I mean, I could give you our pitch, but no, I think oh, Ramon okay. the Rockies is a place where um, we build a community of Jews who are excited to be outdoors and who are excited to protect the environment and to explore the environment and excited to challenge themselves through doing that um, and excited to challenge themselves through experiencing Judaism and Jewish community in a new way. Um, and uh, it's a really special place. Yeah. Cool. How, how, how was your first podcast? It was fun. great. Thanks for interviewing me, Zevin. This has yeah, been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the last thing I do want to say is, I believe a registration just opened in this in the past week, right? Yeah, we opened registration on on Tuesday, uh, September first. So whenever you're listening to this, whenever that was, we're recording this on Wednesday, September second. So yeah, registration opened yesterday. So check that out, everybody. And, uh, <laughs> thanks for if you're listening all the way through. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. This is really fun. Yeah, thank you. Everyone yeah. I've ever done. This has been awesome. Yeah. Lila tells. <laughs> Shalom, and thank you for tuning in to Kol Barama. If you're looking for more information about Camp Ramah overnight and day camps, Israel programs, year-round events, and virtual offerings, please visit our website at www.campramah.org. Mm -hmm.